everybody. Welcome to another Real Debaters production. I am Michael Petro. Joining me on the virtual living room this week, in the virtual living room, on it is just uncomfortable. It's square. Uh, in the virtual living room this week is Martin Navarro, Rob Strachan, and special guest Colin Lockheed. I've been bugging Colin for months to come on the show, and finally my Chinese water torture worked. I won. No, <laughs> Colin came at his own accord. It was it, we, we had a blast. Uh, Colin's love of movies and nerd culture just kind of fits like the perfect missing lego piece here so uh that's who you're going to be listening to what are we talking about i came up with a little ditty that uh is inspired by the most commercialized holiday of the year that is it ladies and gentlemen valentine's day which is right around the corner um we're crushing on movie characters and planning weekend getaways that's what that's what we're arguing so pick your movie character crush plan a three-day weekend getaway with them using tropes and smooth moves and fun days and ideas from any other romantic movie you can think of. Best romantic, sexy, fun, weird weekend wins. Ta-da! <laughs> I can tell you, I regret everything. Uh, yeah, so that's the show where you can find out more about the show. To anybody who's new here, therealdebaters.ca. It's a one-stop shop. You can follow the podcast through every way shape and form that we have tried to find access to. Uh, you can take a look at our ugly mugs. You can find out a little bit more about us. You can read the blog. All of that stuff is there at therealdebaters.ca. Uh, our thank yous to our top five north of the border go to our hometown of Winnipeg, Vancouver, Brandon, Delta, and Toronto. Our top five south of the border. Come on, MacBook. There we go. Uh, Washington, San Jose, San Francisco, Southington, and Cedar Grove. We love everybody who listens to us here, but we're just noticing pockets of you popping up everywhere as of late. So uh, just want to point the love in that direction specifically. So uh, whoever's spreading the word or saying these guys are worth your time, thank you very much from everybody here. Uh, I got nothing else for you, so we hope you enjoy our little Valentine's Day Massacre as it's so affectionately titled. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Colin's a blast. He's a super big nerd, as mentioned, uh, and just entertained us. When he got when, when we let him get the floor, he it was it was pretty much all eyes on Colin. So uh, I'm 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 just happy that you get that out of all of this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I will cue the reel and you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film, a thousand feet, 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone, the official space section of the charter. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Sir, you're out of order. I don't I show you out of order! Alrighty then. Let's start this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Real Debaters. Another Real Debaters production, if you will. Uh, this week, in the living room, we've got Rob Strachan, we've got Martin Varro, and we have special guests who I've been annoying since we started this thing to come on the show. And he's finally said yes, and I'm so appreciative of it. Uh, Colin Lockheed. Hello, Colin. Hello. I'm annoying, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so nice to finally actually talk to you after a couple weeks, cause, well, well, a couple months, because we haven't seen each other. But I've been living vicariously through your songs that you've been writing, which is such a fucking, like, it takes the COVID blues away as soon as I see it. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Boredom uh, does is good for creativity, I guess, right? Yeah, all the all the people who could build shit did stuff to their homes, and all the nerds who couldn't started creating shit that they've been <laughs> 
you for months. And this is the byproduct, and I fucking love it. For Martin and Rob, who maybe haven't seen them, because um, I don't know if you get to see them through my Facebook page, but Colin um, did a- I follow Colin on Facebook, Paul so I, uh, I see some of his vids. Okay, so Martin, uh, I think, just to kind of give Colin some backdrop, uh, did it start with the Cav Club? Is that really where your video skills started to kind of take uh, I, first of all, I wouldn't use skills. And secondly, um, I don't know. I guess it kind of varies. Like, I, I don't really have any rhyme or reason to it. But the song thing started because, like, my my dad and I used to do Mo Movember things. And then we just thought we were going to just change this one up be um, to be more specific to, like, healthcare workers and stuff. So we called it Covember. And then just because I had been doing a lot of, like, COVID-specific song parodies, it just kind of, that's that's why the song thing started, I guess. Okay. They're fucking, they're great. And then finally somebody was like, I've had enough. Colin needs a song made about him. And some dude made one about you recently. Yeah, my friend Jim did that. And actually, um, it, I, I think he just decided to do that because he realized that like he really let himself go in terms of grooming and then just all of a sudden started looking like me. And so, <laughs> and so made the song. So it's like an absolute compliment. But at the same time, I think he was kind of like disappointed that it happened because he's like, oh my God, what happened to me? <laughs> so so it was it was great and actually like i now i posted something the other day and a, and a friend of mine all of a sudden just said that they don't know whether it was jim or me anymore so i guess it was effective i i agree rob did you see it could you tell a difference between the two because there's some shots where i'm like is colin parodying himself <laughs> i i haven't see, i have actually haven't seen this video but i after after uh after the podcast i will definitely go uh do a deep dive <laughs> deep cut he's, very, he's a very funny and and handsome guy as well so uh, it was it was actually an absolute honor to have have him uh, do it oh i love how you threw handsome and and funny in there in the same sentence <laughs> <laughs> oh the dangling modifier joke it's the best okay so uh colin we have we've gone back to our roots here on the show i know i was explaining this to you beforehand and it's pretty simple uh, the four of us like to get together and talk about what we've watched to share our opinions and our ideas on anything that's watchable these days. So um, to to kind of give you the, the, the rhyme or reason of this, uh, Martin's going to start us off and tell us what the fuck you watched this week. I haven't, can I, I'll be honest, I didn't really watch a lot of things this week. I didn't really actually watch anything this week. I've been reading. Is that okay if I talk about what I've been reading? Well, you could <laughs> reading. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's actually fine. Yeah, because it's cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just started uh, reading the graphic novel series, The Sandman. So I bought the vol volume one um, just last week, and I've been powering through it. I've actually almost finished volume one and bought volume two, which is now in my house. Um, so I have volume two ready to go. So I've, I've downed about, I think... 500 of the 600 pages in volume one. So I'll probably be finishing volume one today. Um, great series. If you haven't read it written by Neil Gaiman, um, I guess he also wrote American Gods as well. Um, but it's, it's a cool, it's DC uh, picked it up. And I think the one thing that I love about it is because it's DC, the comic book has a lot of little touches to the DC universe, which is awesome. So, um, and I know I wanted to start reading it because I know Netflix is coming out with a series soon, like a live action series uh, based on the Sandman comics. And the one thing that I, I wish that DC did took the Marvel approach to it, like the MCU approach to it, because the Sandman is a great opportunity to kind of bring all those realms together sort of thing. 
And uh, but if you haven't read the graphic novel, take a read. It's it's pretty awesome. I'm already I'm hooked on it. I'm yeah, like I said, I just started last week, and I've already spent like two hundred bucks on two two volumes. Jesus, they're that expensive. And like get just... the digital. Just get the digital. Digital's cheap. Um, if you can get them on your phone or iPad, digital's like I think you could buy volume one. They're not cheap digital. No, you don't buy digital, man. You need you need you need to touch the paper. Oh yeah. This is yeah, a graphic novel, my friend. Also, too, it's a kind com- of, it was a yeah. comic. Yeah, it, it I needs mean, a tactile feel. I'm just saying, if if you're kind of if you're it, it's COVID, people are kind of hard on the budget. So if you're hard on the budget, go for the digital. But I mean, I I like the books. Like I, they look like kind of they're leather bound books and they're like like Bibles. They're thick books. Do they do they smell like rich mahogany? They smell like rich mahogany. Oh my comments! It makes me look smarter when I put them in my apartment. But when the people open them, like, oh, they're picture books. I'm like, yeah, you know what, man? People, people, people just got to spend the money they were gonna spend to go to Mexico or to Vegas. That's what I did. Buy some fucking Sandman books. It's good, man. I, I mean, there's, I think there's like five or maybe more volumes. So I'm, everyone I'm deserves leather-bound books on their bookshelf. Like, if you haven't invested in at least five to six, you know, leather-bound books. By the time you're 30, there's something wrong with your life. You need to reevaluate shit. Check, check the box that, that says leather-bound books on my shelf, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's even in like a GQ top 10 list is must-have leather-bound books. Uh, it's cool that you mentioned it, though, because it is one of those like Twilight series. Pff, fuck that book-to-movie sh- book shit. Um, and, and, and like, I mean. It, you don't like glittering uh, vampires? No, I like my vampires. They sparkle, not glitter. Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice. Why are you bedazzled in the sun? <laughs> my vampire, okay? I like pale white. I like creepy. I like from New Orleans. And- Give me Lestat. Give me Lestat all day. Uh, I'm, I mean, glistening vampires that drive Volvos in Seattle. I mean, there's nothing more creepy than that. No, there's also nothing more hipster than that, but whatever. So like, I drive a Volvo. I'm not a hipster. No, I just mean in that combination. Yeah, I, I, we know you're not a hipster. You're you're fine, but like, uh, the cool thing is, is that it's now being cast into a series on Netflix, as you mentioned, Martin. And I know Charles Dance and Gwendolyn Pierce, uh, both from Game of Thrones, um, history, are in the show, which I believe. There was some chatter a couple years ago about Netflix going after the Game of Thrones type show, and nobody really knew what it was. It just kind of came out. They were like, Netflix wants to make the next Game of Thrones, and they're looking and looking and looking. I think this is it, and we're going to get, like, like with, with The Witcher being what it is and what it's done and how well they did it, The Sandman, I think, is not equal to Game of Thrones, but it's that big epic story from a book that lots of people know from a recognized writer, a guy who does graphic novels, so you get the cool factor as well. Like, there's a lot going on with this Sandman series that I think is not really known right now. And when it comes to light, people are gonna be like, "Fuck yes." I I would I would I would disagree. I would say Prime's uh, Wheel of Time that's gonna come out later this year. Oh, I can't wait for that. That's Brad that's Gordon. the next Game of Thrones. Okay. But that's just my two cents. Yeah. No. Sure. Uh, I think he just means epic series, like kind of kind of. An yeah. Like I need something based on 14 novels where everything's a thousand pages. And there's like 900 fucking characters and magic. Sign me up. Yeah. No. It's it's the new it's the new David Fincher crime thing for Netflix, right? Like they've kind of stumbled upon something. Uh, Colin, what do you know about Sandman? Is it something you're looking forward to? I've always meant to read Sandman, and I and I I I mean I've I've known about it since the 90s, and I've just never committed to it. But it's something that I definitely that's on like the Vertigo line, right? Like the sort of the 
some of that alt DC stuff, but yep. I'm, I would love to, to check into that at some point. I'm glad you uh, reminded me of it. And I could use more leather bound uh, <laughs> books. I actually, I have a, uh, I have one leather bound book and all it is, is a collection of Don Martin cartoons from Mad Mag magazine. Oh, oh cool. cool. And like, but, and, and I remember like trying to like read it before bed one night and I like, it's so fucking heavy and I dropped it on my own face. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I don't know if I can commit to leather bound, but I will definitely commit to reading that series at some point. Like, does the book need to be like sub eight pounds? Is that like your threshold? I think so. It's also needs to be like, it's also awkward to read in the bathroom, right? If it's, if it's it your legs, it's, it's awkward. And so I, I guess I'll need something a little more. Uh, the extra bite. weight pushes down and causes pins and needles to occur quicker. That's right. My leg goes to sleep in like 90 seconds. And, and Rob, you just took my comment. So now we're even. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, like the, the volume one edition that I've been reading when I'm reading on my couch, there's definitely a bigger butt imprint on my couch <laughs> because I'm holding it and reading it on my lap. So there's just there's bigger ones than that. So yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. The, the shit that Martin put on Facebook this week, man, did you make me laugh? He was like, my phone doesn't recognize the word shave. Like the autocorrect doesn't recognize. And I was like, yeah, because your phone is facial recognition and you have no facial hair. So why the fuck would it understand the word shave? I shave once a month. That's it. Like this, it, it, it doesn't. It, it's a desert here. It, uh, that's it. I just shave once a that's month. A, that's a fucking it. intelligent AI, man. Yeah. Right. It's, or I just never use the word shave on my phone ever. Uh, I know because Martin, you'd said Rob bench. What about shave testicles? Ooh, <laughs> I trimmed. I don't shave. Uh, that's mm. Man, uh, if if Manscaped's listening, this is a great time to sponsor. It. <laughs> I get so many ads from Manscaped. I'm like, God. I'm like, I can use a new nostril trimmer. Yeah, totally. I mean, I got some hair that needs trimming. Not gonna lie, um, but. Uh, when Martin brought up the Sandman in the chat group and was like, yeah, Mark's got it. I think because a buddy of his at work gave it to him. And I, Rob, you have it, right? Uh, yeah, a few years ago, I was at uh, Comic-Con here and one of the guys at the booth had the whole series in a box. So I bought the whole thing. As you do, yeah. How much, if you don't want me asking? I can't remember. I think I, I, think I spent like 300 bucks. That's cheap because I'm about to spend... Probably each volume is around a hundred and thirty. But yours are leather bound. Yeah, they're leather bound. The convenience yeah. of not finishing one twelve-page comic and then having to put it back in the plastic <laughs> and put it back in the box and then pull out the next one. So you're paying for convenience, which I That's get. That's true. That's true. They're heavy the though. Le the leather adds four hundred dollars. I guess right so. Yeah, <laughs> it's because it's it's from some rare animal that's not supposed to be, you know, hunted hunted so they have to wait for it to just randomly die someplace the writing in it i i won't spoil i just i'll just say one quick thing about it in terms of the writing it's just the way he writes is really really brilliant because um there's one uh in volume one there's one chapter that kind of touches on uh serial killers and i don't know if you guys, you guys ever watched mindhunter oh yeah the way he writes in that and this came out way before this this came out in the 80s right so this was before i even knew anyone knew about it it was mainstream he, the way he describes it in the comic is just the way they do it in Mindhunter in the series and the interviews that they had with actual serial killers of the way they the serial killer mind works it was brilliant I was like wow this is amazing like I this is before 
like this stuff being mainstream and stuff like that true crime and all that shit so like you're definitely behind the fact that if you're going to enjoy the series you should read the book because you were all about game of thrones and yeah everything we didn't know and, and it's not just uh it's not just dc that he touches on he touches on everything like so far like in volume one he's he's touched on different points like he touches on famous authors throughout history and stuff like that and you're just like holy shit you, you, you don't think you don't think that people might be disappointed though because like i read preacher before and i don't really like the preacher tv series yeah that's the one thing i i, I my my reservation was... is that you know, a lot of the dialogue in is internal in, in the graphic novel. So that, how do you bring that onto the screen, that internal dialogue? That's the one part that I'm like, uh, I'm kind of iffy about it. But I don't know. I feel like audiences are more patient, though, with like kind of like the narration in the background that would be his thoughts. So maybe it would work. Yeah, and, if, and he's already got like, I mean, Preacher and um, the devil one too, because I heard the devil, uh, L- Lucifer, whatever TV show it is, is based off of the character from Sandman, and there's that show. But then I watch American Gods, and American Gods is is very similar to the book. So I think it really depends on the production house that's doing it and how closely they're working with Gaiman, because he may have sold the rights to one of those and been like, "Meh, I don't care what you do with it. I made money." I I I, I think though with Sandman, Sandman's his baby though. Yes, which and, is why I'm saying this is going to be very involved. So I feel like he's going to have George R. R. Martin kind of hey, like influence on. on stuff. Yeah. From both like the writing perspective, the screenplay, the set design to the overall show running. So I let's think just, he's going to be very hands on. Let's just hope he doesn't take like the last two seasons of Game of Thrones approach and George R. was like, eh, do whatever you want. But Sandman's done though, right? So That's I mean, true. it's not, it's not like, done. it's not like, well, do we have an extra 12 years for him to write three books? <laughs> Uh, Rob, what'd you watch this week, buddy? I am continuing my hardcore binge of fucking Outlander. Still on? Okay. And it first started off with just like Michelle watching a show with Michelle and only kind of half paying attention. And now I'm like really into it, like really into it. Um, it's 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 more than just softcore porn. Um, (laughs) okay, good because I've that's all I've heard. Nothing wrong with softcore porn. I mean, sometimes you want to use your imagination. it's 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 crazy how brutal the 1700s actually were because you think back and you're like ah it's only about you know 300 years ago you know 250 years ago like you know humans were pretty civilized (laughs) and and you're just like holy fuck like it's just it's not not an ideal place for um most people like if you're poor if you're a woman or basically if you're not Not a white male you're fucked right and um but I, I i really like the historical stuff i like i like how they kind of tie it in with kind of key, key history points and things like that i uh, remember when i was a kid i'd always go to we'd go visit my grandparents in nova scotia and we'd always go tour like the citadel and lewisburg and those forts and fortresses are kind of from that era so um yeah I, I don't know i'm i'm kind of into that um i started watching the never-ending story this morning i tried to get lucy into it um she was really into it at all the parts where atreyu is riding at um uh, um, what's the horse's name? Artax. Artax. Sorry, I, I'm brain farting. Um, she was like, ah, oh. but then we got into the Swamp of Sorrow and then Artax dies. And then she didn't like that very much. And we turned that shit off. <laughs> Dude, that, that destroyed a generation of kids. That was so traumatic just yeah. to see that horse die. And you're just like, the horse is dying because he's depressed. Well, I shut it off before that happened. So she was just, that's just like when they were getting stuck. And then 
And luckily she kind of was like not paying attention. So it all kind of worked out timing wise. Um, and uh, I really need to watch WandaVision. I really need to watch the second season of Mandalorian and fuck man blown away. Not, not, not the, not the Jeff Bridges movie. <laughs> the fucking cool show on Netflix keeps popping up like there. And I keep seeing it and I, and I need to watch that too, but I got to, Michelle and I have this thing once we start like a series like this, we're like become obsessed and this is all we watch. And we're like in, we're stuck in that like cycle right now. I had the same problem with Gossip Girl a couple of months ago too. <laughs> I love, I mean, I love how you're, you'll commit. Like, even though you're probably like, if, if you read about it yourself, you'd be like, mad, but like Michelle puts it on and you're like, all right, I'm in. And then you commit to finishing it, which me and Shauna don't do like we're like 15 minutes we'll judge a book by its cover hard and then I'm like I'm out I don't want to go back to this and there's some that we've missed on and we've gone back to and been like what were we thinking what the fuck well, the production value of Outlander is really high like it's filmed 100% 4k it's filmed on site um it's a stars production like it's mega money like I mean the, the world nudity? Will... pardon is there nudity in it oh yeah because stars I know stars always has nudity yeah. lots, of yeah. lots of titties Okay. Lots of lots of dudes' butts. It's got the whole smorgasbord. It's got titties. Martin Martin's like, is it got titties? I mean, <laughs> that was that was for Under Siege. That was for Under Siege yesterday <laughs> on Beaver's podcast. That was Under Siege. Oh, that was exactly another reason you watch it. You're like, you watch the birthday cake scene, and then you're like, all right, I'm oh, done. I don't Mike need to was, watch the rest. Mike was jumping the gun for the oh, birthday yeah. cake. I'm like, no, no, it's not for another like half an hour, Mike. Just calm down. It's still it's still like half an hour it's, away. When you're watching Under Siege, though, if you're gonna watch two scenes, you watch the birthday cake scene. You watch the cool knife fight in the kitchen, and then yep. you watch the scene where he rips out the guy's larynx. Yeah, yeah. No, we did all those. It was it was fantastic. Um, Colin, is any of that? I mean, we've all seen the never-ending story here, so we've all got a Falcor to try here the sadness moment. But have you tripped on Outlanders at all? Because I more more and more people I hear talking about this show. I have I have not seen Outlander, but my mom is obsessed with Outlander, and like it was mine. Once in a while, like I'll just um, I'll just find a meme that I don't understand, and I'll just send it to her, and she'll be like, "LOL, LOL," and I'll be like, "I don't, I don't even know what that is." <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it, but I do know, like the um, I feel like I should know more about it, just because, like I I still um, I, I get uh, Entertainment Weekly as a as a subscription, an actual physical magazine, crazy, right? Um, but I still get three. I still get three myself. That's good to know. Um, but anyway, but Entertainment Weekly, I, I think once every month does an Outlander special. It's just, it's always Outlander coverage. And there's there's people on the cover, I have no idea who they are. I'll read every single article and I've retained nothing. <laughs> but someday, I, I it's, it's almost like it's punching me in the face. Like I should probably give this my mom too is punching me in the face. I should probably watch this goddamn show eventually. <laughs> it's definitely a, it's definitely a boomer ladies show. Like, you know, I think that's really like, I think who like jumped on this. And I think now that it's on Netflix, I think it's expanding to a wider audience. Yeah, but for sure. It's similar to sleepless in Seattle. I was going to say it's more like the clan of the bear cave novels. That's kind of what it's kind of cut from that kind of cloth. How many seasons, Robin? How many episodes a season? There's five seasons. They're filming season six, and uh, and there's nine books. Holy! How many episodes in one season? Um, anywhere between twelve and seventeen. 
Oh, that's a lot. 17. Oh my God. That's 16. I think the first season's 16. The second one's like 14 and then it goes like 13, 12, 12. Yeah. I just want to have an episode now where Colin does watch it. And then he puts all the pieces together from all the memes and things he's made jokes on where he's like, oh, this meme I sent. Now I get it. And it's fucking awesome. That's what I want. That's that's like a three month social media campaign right there. I'm going to watch it with like a stack of like 58 entertainment weeklies. (laughs) Get the inside story on each scene. (laughs) The main character's name is Jamie Frazier. Yes. Billiard. And then and then it's Claire Frazier. Those are the two main characters. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, I watched, I went, uh, I wish Jimmy was here because he could probably back me up on some of this stuff. But I went down uh, a little bit of a horror rabbit hole. I watched The Vanished, which is the new Anne Heche, Thomas Jane thriller on Netflix, which is really good. Like, with Netflix's promise of, you know, a movie a week for the next year, um, it's honestly a good start to this promise. Uh, it's about a, a couple who lose their daughter when they go on a cross country camping trip in their camper and they pull into the small town and everybody in the small town has got a, a, a history and you're led to believe that everybody's history has something to do with the disappearance of this child. And you're completely wrong. Once you come to the end of the movie, it was one of those like last three minutes, all is revealed. Uh, Thomas Jane is weird as all hell Anne Hesh has toe thumbs, I noticed. Not that that had anything to do with like her. Megan Fox toe thumbs? Megan Fox toe thumbs. Anne Hesh has the same condition, so uh, my heart goes out I'm to into her. it. I'm not really? Anything, I'm into it. Yeah, I, I, I just saw a picture of Megan Fox the other day. With toe thumbs or not, I'm still into it. That's, I mean, nothing against her. She was great in it. She was, she was like, she played the, uh, the, the I'm missing my daughter crazy mom role really good. Um, it, what month did this come out, Mike? Is it February or January? Two weeks ago? Yeah, like Jimmy mentioned it in the chat group that he watched it, and he was like, it's really good. And I was like, I just started it. Um, Patrick, um, oh, what the hell's his name? This Fuck. isn't to be confused with the uh, Hayden Christensen movie, The Vanishing. No, no, this is The Vanish. So <laughs> or not Vanishing Point? Yeah, no, not Vanish. It's past tense. It's not current, it's not <laughs> present, it's past tense. Uh, they have vanished. Uh, and then I also watched Green Room for the first time with Anton Yelchin and Sir Patrick Stewart. I thought it was a really weird German horror movie subtitled. It's not. It takes place in Portland. <laughs> and I was sorely mistaken. And it's about uh, a punk band who really doesn't have that big of a social media presence. And they travel around the country playing these shows. And they end up playing for a bunch of like skinhead racist Nazi punks. And everything goes to shit that possibly could one of them gets killed there's drugs involved sir patrick stewart's like the chief nazi of them all uh it's violent it's scary it's shocking it's sad that anton yelchin got crushed by a jeep because like that kid really had a career ahead of him with playing scotty on the star trek remakes and and i feel like his time is gonna come still i think like he i don't think he gets appreciated enough and and you're right like i mean sure we know him as scotty but i mean he's just he's doing an impersonation right like yeah he's so good in in like i have you did you ever see the dog what what? fright you make is amazing and he's so good in it he i think his he's gonna get more appreciation soon yeah, like posthumously, I think he could have Heath Ledger status because it just like this movie is about a rock band and he's clearly the talent. Like he's the lead guitarist and 
they there's these weird rules that these Nazis live by. Like they're not allowed to use guns and they're only allowed to use dogs to hunt with. Like there's this underbelly story that I don't want to ruin if you really want to watch it. But uh, both of them were like I was like they're on Prime. And I was like, okay, well, one's on Netflix, one's on Prime. And I'm like, I'm going to try. I'm going to keep the promise I made to myself, which was watch shit without investigating it. And both of them paid dividends two, three times over. So if you haven't seen either of them or you're wanting a new movie to watch for that matter, I like Thomas Jane. Uh, the Expanse, Thomas Jane. Um, there's another movie that he did with Jeremy. Don't you love Punisher? Yeah. Yeah, black hair Punisher. I fucking loved him in it. And that's like, I think that's the closest we're going to get to a decent Punisher performance. I mean, Joel Barenthal in the Punisher series was good, but they didn't really. What about Dolph Lundgren in 1989's uh, The Punisher? What about him? It's amazing. <laughs> Anyways, those are the two things that I watched this week. So, And both of them I would watch. Like, if we've got a little rating system here, Colin, where we're like, would you watch it on a plane? Um, would you watch it in the background? Would you watch it while you're fucking like, how would you enjoy this movie? And I would safely say that I would, these are good, like sit down, get some snacks, dedicate an evening to a movie. I would be so disturbed if you told me that you watched that last movie while you were fucking, (laughs) you don't know Mike's fetish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a scene where a guy gets split up the gut with a box cutter and he just gets unfolded like a blanket and it's really gruesome and it's really good special effects. It is a scary movie for sure. Right. And it doesn't have like, it's, it's scary because these are evil humans that like, it's got the same element as the strangers has with, um, uh, Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman where like you, these people have no intention of doing anything but the most evil thing to you because they want to. And that's what this movie has going for it. You're like, why are you doing this? Why are you being a dick? Um, so yeah, so watch those. Oh, I want to just, because yeah. you brought up Netflix. Netflix is, um, what do you call it? Their, their promise of one good movie a month. Or like um, one major release a month. Yeah. But, yeah. My, okay, so I didn't watch it this week, but I watched it two weeks ago. This I guess this was right after um, the last show we did, last pod debate we did, I guess. So I did, like, for mine, for my January, it was The Dig. Uh, I, I, was, I, I told it in the, in the in the chat group as well. Um, that uh, Ralph Fiennes and, uh, is it Terry Mulligan? And uh, it is Rafe Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, that was a great movie. I thought that was, if they were promising one, that's my one that, that I think is a hit. Um, the acting was amazing. Um, the story was pretty good. It's just it's just about people, everyday people, dealing with everyday shit, but during a time where big events were going to happen. Like this was, it takes place right before World War II, um, in a small town in England, and people are going about their lives and they have to deal with the normal drama that normal people feel. But the country is at the brink of war, so they still have to deal with that as well. So, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's an amazing film too. Colin, what'd you watch this week, buddy? Um, well. Going into this, I felt a lot of pressure to try to come up with something that you guys haven't seen. Um, but I'll, I'm going to bring up this one because I know, Mike, at one point you also mentioned something about wanting to immerse yourself in more animation. So um, I just watched the first episode. It's called Kid Cosmic um, on Netflix. And it's a new show from the uh, – his name is Craig McCracken, and he's the uh, – creator of uh the original powerpuff girls and he's 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 got a lot of fun shows he, his last show is the show called wander over yonder which was on 
I don't know if it's on Disney Plus. I should double check, but it, it was amazingly funny. But anyway, this is his new show is on Netflix. I think it's about seven episodes. I've only seen um, the first one there, and it's what? about a, a group of um, uh, people in a small town who are subjected to superpowers. Um, somewhat. Oh, you're going to say they do a lot of M. um and it's it's i think if you know this guy's show it's it's definitely different in terms of its style it it just it it's graphically different they have a lot of really detailed comic booky backgrounds um so i i don't know like i i didn't immediately love it but i'm gonna definitely stick with it just because i i don't think craig mccracken has ever done anything that i've disliked but it's uh it seems fun. This animation style is, like you said, Powderpuff Kids. This is very reminiscent. Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls, sorry. Um, but I it love... It's awesome. It, there's, there's... You'll see, like, there's when, when they do some of the close-ups, like, you'll see that they, they some scenes are... Like, there's comic book sensibilities here because you can see, like, when they'll do close-ups of backgrounds that there's, like, little dots that you can see in the in the coloring like you would uh, if you looked really closely at a comic book, right? So... It's uh, it looks it looks really cool. Um, I, like I just the cowboy I'm, wizard. What's that? Sorry. I like the cowboy wizard. Yeah, he's cool. I like the fact that they have us. Uh, the cat's name, I believe, is tuna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's kind of like the movie Blow, right? Like his buddy's called Tuna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I I guess I just give thumbs up to anything that has a name of tuna somehow. <laughs> or the office they used to call Jim Big Tuna, or that's what Ed Helms used to call him, Big Tuna. Yeah, right, right. It's cool. Give it a shot. I I'm I'm sold because yeah, no, I've definitely. I just need a I need the vessel, right? Like like right now we're feeding our cats their medication through like hiding them in 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 treats. That's what I need. I need somebody to hide a show inside of a treat, inside of a cheeseburger, and then I'll get that show, and I'll like it instead of having to choose it. And I think you may have sold me on my Netflix. Is getting more and more into animated properties, I'm I'm finding they're like. I mean, they did the Matt Groening's Disenchanted, which I, it's not my favorite, but I I enjoyed it for what it was. And and I'm also watching a show on Netflix now that's it's called. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Yes. Is that good? And it's actually surprisingly good because it's 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 definitely meant for kids, but they are definitely embracing the world of of the old trilogy and the new trilogy. And so like there's little Easter eggs that you'll find throughout it if you're if you're already a fan of the movie. So I, I think it's actually really, really smart and, and a lot of fun. It's definitely um, family friendly. But I guess the whole series has been in in some ways, right? Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, it's like them bringing on studio. Um, why am I brain farting right now? Ghibli, Ghibli, Ghibli. Yeah, yeah Ghibli. Right. Yep. Or um, I mean, the tra- like the new Transformers cartoon is super badass. Oh yeah, Warpers. The season two is pretty good too. And my daughter's favorite animated show on Netflix is uh, Rhyme Time Town. So uh, if you're under the age of four, I recommend that you watch it because it's the it's the, the bee's knees. They've got a real lot of really good Japanese <laughs> animes that come out too recently. Like um, one I just I watched recently, Hunter. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Really I like the Godzilla series they did was really yeah, good. Too. That was awesome too. Yeah. And Godzilla, is that what it was called? Yeah, it's like an anime series called Godzilla. 
I gotta look it up. It was great. Um, where I and the only reason I know this is because he's you know uh, he's in my lexicon of podcasts, but uh, Fat Man Beyond with Smith and Bernardine, uh, they're ramping up to release Masters of the Universe, the animated edition on Netflix that right. like doesn't have a lot of chatter about right now, but that's gonna be fucking awesome. They're making a live action uh, He Man movie too. Yes, no, I heard about that as well. There's not as much about that, but like th- this is just because this is part of Netflix's twenty. So this animated He Man, are they still going to have a lesson at the very the end of every episode? Prince Adam will will regale you with why you should be a better person. Correct. I don't know. I mean, it's Smith and Bernardine who are giant n- nerds for the past. Like they like the original inception of it. So I'm, and they brought back a lot of the original uh, story writers for it too. So that oh cool alive so that they could keep the the essence of what it is so with that in mind if you're bringing back the same writers i don't know if that was a studio decision to be like put a fucking lesson in for kids but if it wasn't then we don't get it so i mean it's not like they were super original lessons i mean they're basically aesop fail tales corrected <laughs> slightly totally but i was reading about that new live action movie and i i think i probably have concerns about it similar to to Rob and that it does seem to lack Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best part of the original one. I'm a little concerned about that. Remember how like the, you were like, you're like, why is Ordo like a weird little Rumpelstiltskin guy not some cool badass ghost? You're like, he loved where, where the budget go on this movie? He loved chicken. <laughs> um, Courtney Cox, that was uh, her first movie. Yep. That's right. Andrew McCarthy was in it too, right? Who was? Andrew McCarthy. Oh, really? I think he oh, was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He totally was, yeah. Yeah, he was, the, he was Courtney Love's uh, uh, love interest. Boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. But really, she was in a He-Man. Like, let's be honest. Well, I, uh, I'm looking at the time here, and somebody's going to be at the door any second. So let me just scroll over and look through the peephole and see who's here. What else could that be? Yeah, who could that be? Somebody wants us to start the fucking debate. So let's see who it is this week. 106 miles oh, to Chicago. Okay. Now I know who that is. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Okay, Dan, let's hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the best part of the show. This is the debate portion where we get to argue about the most silly, ridiculous conversations that all of us can come up with for your entertainment. So this week on the show, I pressured Martin into letting me pick this one because really he's won every fucking debate of the year so far, so I'm not going to give him control anymore so that he has to work for it. (laughs) With that in mind, uh, this week's debate is inspired by that mostly commercialized holiday, Valentine's Day, which is right around the corner. And I decided, wouldn't it be fun to use all of the tropes and situations and smooth moves from any movie that you could think of and kind of come up with a weekend getaway of sorts and pick a female movie character that you would like to woo. And by the end of that weekend, she's so head over heels in love with you that uh, she has to say yes and you guys become an item. So the whole point of this is to kind of... Oh, Mike, Mike, she doesn't have to say yes. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) buddy. Consent. Okay. Real debaters is, is 100% <laughs> behind consent. Thank you, sir. Yes. No. She's <laughs> she's so charmed by you that she just wants to be with you because she chose to. There he is. That's the that's the right way to say it. So, um, that's the only way to say it. Basically, we're trying to show you how romantic 
we may or may not be with this little argument we're going to have this week. Uh, so as always, I came up with this bullshit idea. This is this was my this was my my brainchild. So I will go first. So I brought to the party. The hooker with the heart of gold, as Rob said it. Vivian Ward from. Sorry, do you want to stop sharing your screen because we can see your notes? Right. Oh, that's that's. Uh... I don't know if you want us to know what you're going to say so we can have ammo. So you want to do that? There you go. There you go. I've, right. I've already taken a screenshot, so <laughs> just kidding. Get the sound effects to work, but I can't stop screen sharing. One day I will wear all the hats, ladies and gentlemen. One day it's going to happen. All right. So, like I said, I picked Vivian Ward, the hooker with the heart of gold, from one of the best rom-com classics, Pretty Woman. Uh, my date starts out with something from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and I and I can't wait for Martin's brain. Like, I'm just going to milk this for a second because I know where he thinks. I think I know where he thinks I'm going. But it's just the intro to when Christian comes down and he swoops in with a helicopter. So I'm using a helicopter to take us away for the start of our date. And we're going to fly over Winnipeg. I kept this local. It's a staycation, I should say. I should, I should lead with, it's it's a fun getaway in our home, in my hometown, to kind of show her the sights and sounds of the city. So it's wine, charcuterie, and a helicopter ride over the city as the sun sets. Um, once we get into the evening, I've booked out a record shop. I booked out a local record shop in the exchange, and I've taken the idea from before sunrise because Ian Bawa kind of gave me this idea after he said he watched Before Sunrise a couple weeks ago. Uh, and what they do is there's just a scene where they go and listen to music together in a listening booth. It's really cute. It's really charming. It's a great meet cute scenario. Uh, but what I was kind of going to do was put a spin on it where I pick music I like, she picks music she likes, and then we trade off. So I listen to her records and she listens to mine. Um, it kind of ends later on in the evening. Uh, we are uh, we're still in town at this point. We haven't gotten away yet. Um, Saturday morning. I took the idea from 10 Things I Hate About You. I thought, you know, it's really fun. Like, I, I thought about the old dating shows, like the blind date shows where they make them do a challenge to kind of keep things fun and flirty. So I took the paintball war from 10 Things I Hate About You to do during the day, uh, keep things light and energetic, not too much pressure, kind of show each other off a little bit. Uh, Saturday evening, we had to DeLuca's for a cooking class, which I stole from Hitch, where he has his allergic reaction, and they're cooking Doing something together, kind of kind of meeting for a goal is a good way to kind of also get to know each other, I feel. Uh, at the end of the evening, uh, we would have, or at the end of dinner, I stole this. This is my, like, big smooth, this is one of my two big smooth moves. Um, so at the end of the evening, uh, I would, <laughs> I would take my DeLorean and I would fly back in time. This is stolen from Back to the Future where Marty goes back in time to basically hook up his mom and dad so they meet because he's changed the, the course of the future. Um, I'm using that scenario to take Vivian back in time to when she kind of just chose to be a hooker and like just change that completely for her. So Sunday morning, after all this fun has been had, um, I pull from Love Actually. I have a set of cue cards that I've written why I think we'd be such a great couple, how much fun we had over the weekend, and eventually end up with saying, do you want to go out by the end of the, the, the cue card drop? And that's it. That's my weekend. That's a weekend in Winnipeg. It's a staycation. We didn't stay together because it is kind of a first date. So that's pretty presumptuous of me to assume that she would have, you know, we would have been staying together. But nonetheless, I planned a little staycation for me and Vivian to enjoy. Gentlemen, I give you the floor. Now, before Martin and Rob go, because I can, I can see you, 
Colin, we go around the floor. They each get to chew me out for a second, and then I get the final word. So we'll go Martin, Rob, you, and then lastly to me. So Martin, please. Um, first, I'm going to – Rob, I'm going to borrow your term, but I'm going to spin it around. Um, I went from 12 to 6 at the start of the argument <laughs> to the end. Um, just the fact that you, you didn't look up the proper term for a sex worker – uh, you don't like to be called hookers, Mike. Like that's a big no-no. Um, that's terrible. So definitely not <laughs> voting for what's, that. What's what's the proper term? Is it is it's either it... sex worker or escort? Oh, I thought it was sex consultants. So, it's just not hooker. Okay. You could have picked. You could have picked any term. You could have just googled what is you the proper term. Could have said lady for... of the night. Yeah, Le- hooker <laughs> is the one thing you don't say. That's not an acceptable term. So can't give you points for that. Um, and it just honestly, Mike, it just there was nothing memorable in your <laughs> argument. It just I I don't I don't know where day one and day three began or ended. I just like, cooking class. This, this, like, where did it all start and begin? There was no outline. It was it just felt like a bunch of things stringed together. And you said you had a hail mary. Where was the hail mary? That was my Delorean. That was my Delorean. That was. Mike, you phoned it in, and it was your topic. <laughs> I'm gonna be bluntly honest with you. You phoned it in, and it was your topic. Like you had free reign to do whatever you wanted with this topic, and you phoned it in. All right, Rob. All right. Robert Zumeckis is upset with you. For- <laughs> um. So first off, I mean. What kind of baller helicopter is available in Winnipeg, first off? So, obviously, you're picking her up in the helicopter that they larvicide ditches with for fucking mosquitoes. That's not <laughs> sexy. Um, listening to music, I mean, is definitely not fucking COVID-friendly right now. So, I mean, I think you need to be cognizant of, of the pandemic that we're in right now and really, you know, tailor shit to do that. I'm sorry, I, I, I did not keep social distancing in mind when I planned this. this. No, no, it's okay, it's okay, I'm just fucking with you. Um, um, I, 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 I feel like you Googled best date scenes from movies and then just picked the ones that you thought were the best and then put them together. I am fair. I know, because I Googled best date scenes in movies <laughs> and that fucking, that fucking fight, like, uh, I don't know, what was it, paint fight scene from fucking 10 Things I Hate About You? That popped up on those lips. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I did the same thing, and I did. that's why I did not go that approach. I'm like, these guys are probably going to do this as well, so I'm going to go yeah. different. Well, you have to. You need a little inspiration, yeah. and I'm not, and, I'm, and, and Mike, I'm just busting your balls here, because, I mean, like, we, you know, we all have a huge repertoire of movies, but sometimes we need kind of a couple triggers to kind of go, oh, yeah, what about that? And that ties everything in, and gives you the perfect flow and the perfect story but i feel like i feel like there was like you know no cool ferrari that you that you can't drive and she can drive because you can only drive automatic and she can drive stick <laughs> and yeah how do you drive the delorean it's thick yeah man you're fucked <laughs> how do you go 88 <laughs> you're gonna be driving those gears <laughs> They're gonna stall from part to one. <laughs> anyway, that's that. I I I rest my case. <sighs> it's so humbling being in this chair right now. <laughs> I know we're we're just fucking crushing you right now. Yeah, no, no, I know. And but that's see, and that's the democratic thing about it because everybody sits in the seat. So, Colin, I'm gonna let you close this out before we give the uh, the floor to Martin here. Well, back to me, so I can speak my piece. <laughs> I mean, my, my immediate concern is that, and I, and I mean. 
had you had you done some research, you would know that DeLucas only does those classes on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel that part of it was a little unrealistic. <laughs> the DeLorean though is totally whatever. <laughs> that's where I draw the line. You you can go anywhere in your DeLorean, but like, well, actually, you should have gone back to Thursday in your DeLorean. <laughs> Exactly, Colin. But like, oh, I, we got to the Lucas on Friday. Realized they don't have a cooking class, so I took the DeLorean, took it back to Thursday, and boom! Now we have a cooking class. And they don't do those cooking classes with COVID right now. <laughs> <laughs> on their website right now. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my face hurts from laughing so hard. That was good. That was great. Thank, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike, for that one. You're welcome. <laughs> I know that your expense, but that was a good. I really enjoyed that. One. So, um, before before we 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 let Martin uh, go at his his turn here, uh, I will I will say Martin. Yes, you were you were totally right that that is the improper nomenclature, but it is also the review of the movie. So I am only repeating what other people have said in reference to the person from the movie, thus explaining canon. So in real life, yes, of course. I would use something like Lady of the Night or Sex Worker or Judy because it doesn't fucking matter, whatever her name is. Dick Consultant. You don't even know her name? <laughs> like, this is the character you picked to go on a date with and you don't even know her name? I'll refer to her as Vivian. So, yes, fair enough. Good point. But we, we all know I'm, I'm, I'm pulling from some website I Googled. Which brings me to Rob's point. Yes, I completely Googled the list of dates because I literally explained I would be picking like this would be picking movie scenes and dates and using them in my movie to Martin's point. After having said them out loud, I wouldn't want to go on this fucking date either because it's <laughs> like, like in my head, none of you guys are here. So I'm like in my head, I'm like, I'm fucking going to nail it this week. And then I say it out loud to you and I'm like, oh, that's a nosedive. So you know what? it's kind of like it's kind of like comparing the Bachelor U.S. to the Bachelor Canada. Yes, and, you know, like because you know the Bachelor U.S. has this huge budget and they do these cool things, and you did the Bachelor Canada version of the Bachelor U.S. <laughs> yeah. Helicopter ride in Winnipeg, and <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then and then you re you have a DeLorean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, what kind of cool car can we rent for not too much money and throw it into the last scene of the show? Why did you get a helicopter? You have a flying car. That's true. <laughs> well, okay. I did say I pulled from back to the... It literally needs garbage to run. <laughs> Mr. Fusion. <laughs> and then lastly, to Colin's point, um, yes, I clearly didn't plan for what day of the week this sh I should have been a, a long weekend clearly start on Thursday that would have made everything a lot easier um so but shout out to DeLuca's and whatever companies rent helicopters in Winnipeg uh, um, it was not part of the the the, the debate everybody did hot air balloon yeah hot, hot air balloon that's Remax hot air balloon <laughs> wait are, is DeLuca's sponsoring this show no no this is my no. shitty attempt at hoping someone if they did they're not after this one no they're not <laughs> That's the thing is that we're all like, yeah, sponsor the show. And then you're like, L don't listen to it, though. Just sponsor it. <laughs> uh, anyways. All right. So uh, in honor of Fallen uh, trivia show host, 
I am done. Martin, the floor is yours, sir. Was that was that the was that the beep from Rock and Roll Jeopardy? I don't know what Jeopardy it's from. It was just Jeopardy beep. That's the title of the of the sound effect. They're all the same, actually. So, yeah, yeah. I, I oh, it's Jeopardy. Yeah. The was that your sarcasm that I didn't catch? Yeah, I told you, Rob. He's not going to catch it. I, sorry, I fumbled. I, I dropped it right at the, the two-yard line. But, Martin, please tell us, who do you want to take on a weekend getaway, and what are you going to do? Okay. Well, my original pick was Anakin Skywalker. You guys heard that pitch. This is my second best pick. Um, I picked um, the movie Your Highness, and I'm going to be choosing Isabel, who was played by Natalie Portman. Um, I think one of the cool things about relationships is when you're in one, the other person will introduce you to new things or experiences that you never thought you'd like and end up liking. So that's what I'm kind of building this whole date on. Um, so I'll be bringing Isabel to our world. It's not going to be taking place in hers. It's going to be taking place in ours. And I, I built the date around activities which I think she might enjoy that exist in our world. Um, and she comes from a medieval era where the main uh, mode of transportation is a horse. So I will, the, our mode of transportation for all our dates, I'll be picking her up on my steel horse, uh, the 2012 Harley-Davidson Softail that Captain America rides in the Avengers movies. And I do have my motorcycle license, so I, am, I know how to ride one. I'm good. Um, and I just want to say, so all my dates have a, a theme. It's going to be dinner and some sort of activity. So for date one, what I picked was traditional dinner in a movie. So dinner will be at the Japanese Steakhouse from the Beverly Hills Ninja movie, Hop Louie. Um, that's what it's going to be. And, you know, it's, it's similar for those of you who don't know, never seen the movie. It's kind of similar to Ichiban in Winnipeg or Benihana in the USA. Um, it's, it's not just dinner. It's kind of an experience. Um, and we will have that big fight scene that takes place um, in, in Hop Louie because, you know, Isabel is a fighter. So I imagine she would appreciate a light workout um, as well during dinner. And um, I don't know if you if I mentioned this on the podcast before, guys, but um, I box. So in that fight scene, I can hold my own. Um, what else do we have here? Sure. And you know what? Who wouldn't want to see Chris Farley live using two huge pieces of tuna as nunchakus? I'd love to see that live. Tuna reference. Exactly. Tuna. Boom. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, when you're on a first date, is it just me or does everyone seem to know that you're on a first date? Like the whole room kind of knows. So someone at our table is going to ask, are you two on a first date? And then we'll be, yeah, we're on a first date. And like, oh, what else do you guys have planned after this? And I'm going to say, we're going to a Sunny Chiba movie marathon at a local theater. And then the lady will ask, you're going to take your date to see a Kung Fu movie? And I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to take her to see three Kung Fu movies. (laughs) True romance. We're going to go see Street Fighter, Street Fighter The Return, and Sister Street Fighter from the movie True Romance. I love that movie. Um, so that's date one. Date two, dinner and a show. Um, so like I said, I'm going to be taking the character into our world. So she might be feeling a little homesick. So what I thought I would, this second date would kind of help remedy that. We're going to go to the Medieval Times restaurant from the cable guy. Um, <laughs> oh, you're really you know, this up. <laughs> I do know the manager uh, at this place. So just like in the cable guy, we're going to be partaking in the show. We're going to put on some armor and we're going to fight it out with some swords of course, I will be the Matthew Broderick character in, you know, in the whole thing. So I'm going to be taking my own licks. But you know what? The day, it's not about me. It's about her. This day is about her. It's not about me. So I'm okay with that. Um, and obviously, we're going to have that, you know, the Star Trek, Spock, Kirk, Duel of the Death theme playing while we're, you know, performing this act for the entire show. Um, so that's date two. Date three, 
the, the theme of day three is dinner and dancing. Uh, this is going to be the more of the fancy of the three nights, uh, three date nights. So where we'll be going, we'll be going to the Oak Room where they went in scent of a woman. And uh, oh, and uh, this is where, this is where you know finally the, these ballroom lessons that my mom and me take as a kid pays off because you know what I can tango just like Al Pacino, um, <laughs> I know how, um, and I think she would get a kick out of this. And the beauty about ballroom dancing is your partner doesn't have to be good as long as the person who's leading is good at doing that. And I'm pretty good at dancing, so I think I'd, I'd we'd do a wicked tango scene in in the Oak Room. Um, and to end off night three, uh, for a late night snack, um, I'm going to be taken to a, to a fast food restaurant. Uh, we're going to go to White Castle from Harold and Kumar, go to White Castle. And that is my date, my three nights. All right. Uh, I will I will take the floor here first. I honestly think it's a really good weekend. And I definitely think it's better than my weekend. <laughs> But where you lose me is I'm, we're, we're all looking at her right now. And this thing in her hand right here, this is a bow, right? Mm -hmm. And she shoots arrows, right? Mm -hmm. And you box, right? Yep. And this is a bow, right? So what, what, what is your argument? <laughs> my my argument is when you guys get into the fight, I don't know if you can hold your own. That's my only concern. I feel that she would be looking out for you because she's medieval and you're Martin. And then what would end up happening is she would lose interest because she's got to take care of you. And then the rest of the date falls short. That I've, is been boxing, I've been boxing for five years. I've been in an amateur fight. I've, 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 I'll be fine. No, no. I... <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not someone who, who hurts their, who breaks, who tears their Achilles tendon doing a jig. That's not me. This isn't about me. This is about you. Um, <laughs> so, but that's really my only, my only thing. Cause like, we're just looking through all these photos. Like she's medieval. She's used to fighting like some pretty hard battles. And I feel that if there was a fight that you were even simulating, I just, I, all I'm saying is that I think she would take control. And then that, that, that kind of changes the dynamic of the Which, date, taking you on a date and not, uh, taking, uh, you're not taking her on a date, but so you don't get to talk yet. I see this, they're gonna happen. You don't get to talk yet. We all get the floor. That's the rule. I gave you that. So all right. Bob is next. Um, <clears throat> How many hours do you have behind the motorcycle riding a motorcycle? Uh, over two years. But how many hours? I don't know. I've been riding for like two years. Okay, that's good response, and I will kibosh that off my list of arguments. <laughs> um, I felt that there wasn't enough Minotaur dick necklace in, your, <laughs> in here, and um. I also feel like if she's coming from like a medieval world to our world, there needs to be like maybe like you need maybe you should have taken her like clothes shopping or something because you know maybe she's gonna feel out of place in her medieval garb. You know, she might be like, "Why am I wearing a fucking corset? Nobody else is wearing a fucking corset." <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, that that is all. <laughs> I'm trying to zoom in on the dick. There we go. That's it right there, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the Minotaur dick. All right. Colin, your last buddy. Um, I like the fact that um that your date plays to your strengths, right? Like you you incorporated your own um 
your own abilities into this into the date and the the movie references were were solid the clothing thing sure but i mean i like the fact though that you also took into account that you can visit a medieval restaurant right so that that's going to that's a that's a nice tie-in um i liked all the restaurant references but i mean did you think of DeLuca's at least once or <laughs> was that not an option? I considered it. I considered it. But you know what? Since they, they only do the cooking classes on Thursdays and yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I Googled that. And it's not like they offer any like wild boar bearing boiling or whatever they would be doing. Right. Or Minotaur gutting. Oh, yeah. it's hilarious. Sorry, I'm laughing. Does Deluca offer archery? No. My dad is actually the president of Manitoba Archery. So oh, nice. I could take her on archery. I actually do bow hunt as well, so. Oh, I didn't know you were a skilled archer. It's not something I brag about. I thought it was my boxing. Debate. Huh? <laughs> then why didn't you use that in your debate? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to take her archery. I said I wanted a theme based on, you know, I wanted a consistent theme. I don't want to just take her to an archery range and not have a theme for that. Like I wanted, I wanted dinner in a movie, dinner in a show, and then dinner and dancing. Those are my themes that I built the date on. I appreciate that you were very humble and you said that you were a better boxer than an archer, but you were a I fucking am. awesome archer, so therefore you were an awesome <laughs> boxer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just imagining this this fight that he's talking about, and it's like boxing against swords and boxing against bow and arrows, and like. So can I tackle? Yes, you can. Okay, so the fight is, is it's going to be at the restaurant. It's still going to be the same scene that happens in the Beverly Hills Ninja movie. It just won't be me fighting. So it'll have Haru fighting the guys, and it'll be his brother fighting the guys, and then whatever leftovers are going to be what we're going to handle. But I doubt there'll be many because they take on most of them themselves. But if there is, then we could handle it. So. Well, besides, you're also, you also, you're having the battle at the medieval restaurant too, right? And you're, exactly. You're There's going to the be fighting there, and- yeah. Yeah. One of you has a fucking mace or a flail, and the other one's got a joust or some shit. So really, I mean, maybe you're both at a disadvantage here, but I, you know, I mean, I she's gonna kick your ass. I mean, that's she just... is, and I, that's what I said. It's 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 gonna happen. I'm the Matthew Broderick character in this, and you know what? That's okay because, like I said, the night is not about me. It's about her and ex- like getting oh, her to experience things in our world. Right? That's so. so sacrificial. I feel like you're more the creepy Jim Carrey character, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no listening to records on date one, on night one of our No, days. I mean, you know a lot about TV, and I feel like he quotes TV lots, you quote TV lots. I mean, I think there's more similarities. You know, I can see you doing an awesome karaoke rendition of, you know, Jefferson Airplane, you know. Baby. <laughs> uh so that's it hey, rob you've got your points in i've got i've got my point like i honestly think it's a great fucking weekend i would i would i, I want to go with you would you take me away on a date now mike i wanted to take you on a bro date but you wouldn't let me you said females only <laughs> <laughs> can i be your anakin can i be your anakin? <laughs> i want to give you outlets mike that's all i want to do is give you outlets <laughs> uh, martin wants you to be his jar jar actually uh, we're we're at the halfway point now. Um, I'm, I'm, I I hate that. Like, see, Martin plans so well that like he usually, whenever he's on, when we're on together, I immediately am attached to Martin to vote for. I'm not because he quit smoking weed, man. That's why. Yeah, no, I'm, okay. I'm thinking a lot more. Limit. Okay, maybe that's it. Is is he's, he's got his sleep schedule back on track, so he's got. 
keep her brain focused. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, Alex, let's uh, let's end this segment here. Uh, Rob, sir, you are yes. next. And I know me and you both had said that we felt that we were throwing in Hail Marys today, which I think one of us has already proven so. Are you going to back me up and be in the same? Are you going to be in the loser lounge over here? Or are you going to you going to pull it? Oh, I mean, I mean, I, I feel like you tried, kind of. I always try. I feel like mine's going to be a teeny bit better than yours. Oh. <laughs> I say teeny bit, I mean quite a bit. <laughs> um, but all all jokes aside, um, I had a really hectic week, and I mean. I, I was thinking about this in the back of my head. So when I was having a shower, I was kind of like, you know, my brain wandered and stuff. I was thinking, you know, planning and little tidbits would come up and I'd run over and I'd write it on some post-its on my desk and be like, okay, here's, here's my plan. But really I, I did my hard thinking about um, 35 minutes before the podcast today and really, you know, put the whole thing together. But um, um, so my date is going to be with Hela from the Thor Ragnarok movie. You know, and everybody fucking loves that movie. I don't, I mean, I think uh, most people I speak, I talk to, I would say that's definitely top five MCU movie. For easily. 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 It's just, it's, I feel like it's the only movie where there's continuity where everyone says that's one of my absolute favorite MCU movies. Um, but, um, you know, uh, played by uh, Kate Blanchett, uh, you know, obviously Hela is the daughter of Odin, right? She's the brother of Thor um she is the goddess of death in norse mythology well hella is actually influenced by hell h-e-l which is the goddess of death uh, but she's also known as the executioner of asgard so she's badass she's a fucking psychopath and you got to impress her by doing some despicable shit <laughs> so mine's not so much a full weekend because i feel like i wouldn't have be given enough i wouldn't be given a whole weekend because she's just too fucking impatient. She'd be like, what the fuck? We got to get down to brass tacks and make this shit happen. So we're essentially going to do like a, an abridged tour of the nine realms, but we're only going to go to the three of those realms because nine's a lot, right? And nobody wants to go to the Frost Giant place, fucking cold and stuff. Um, so first off, we're going to, you know, inspired by 2011 Zookeeper starring Kevin James, um, we are going to go to a giant Asgardian wolf sanctuary. And this is where giant uh, Asgardian wolves are bred. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a petting zoo of sorts, but more like a feeding zoo. And, uh, you know, we're basically going to feed live rabbits, particularly more on the bunny side, to set Asgardian wolves. You know, really to kind of get the date going and kind of, you know, get the evil, get her evil like on track. And she's seeing, whoa, this guy's like willing to, f willing to feed live bunnies to, uh, you know, Asgardian wolf pups. Like, you know, he's my kind of guy, right? You know, then we're going to jump on the, um, then we're going to get into the old uh, Bifrost. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to shoot it over, uh, you know, to, um, um what was the planet we're gonna go to uh Nida Veller, which is the the land of the dwarves and before we wreak havoc on the dwarves because you know that's what's gonna happen we're gonna we're gonna stop for a light snack and this snack is going to involve ale of course right i mean you know as guardians norse you know and assorted baby animals so you know, whether it's lamb, whether it's veal, you know, an assortment of, of those types of things. Because, you know, it's extra cruel. 
And, um, and then inspired by Conan the Barbarian, uh, we are going to invade and pillage a village. It's just, it's not gonna be Sumerians that we're gonna be killing. Instead, we are just gonna slaughter tons of the dwarves of uh, Nidaveller, which is one of the realms of the Nine Realms, right? And that's just gonna show, she's gonna see that like, you know, I got nothing holding me back, that pillaging is in my blood, raiding a village of innocence is just, you know, what I do. And that's really going to, you know, wow her. And she's gonna be like, yes, yes. This is gonna be my partner in crime. Then we're gonna shift gears oh. and we're gonna close the night out. We're gonna drop, we're gonna hop in the Bifrost again and we're gonna go to Midgard and we're gonna go to Earth. And we're specifically gonna go to Santa Cruz. And if you guys know anything about Santa Cruz, there's uh, you know, the Oceanside Carnival with the rides and stuff. And it was actually the inspiration for the fictional Santa Carla in the Lost Boys movies. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end the we're gonna end the day or the 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 whole you know tour of the nine realms here, and um, you know we're gonna play a bunch of games of chance. But in advance, I set up these games of chance so they're extra cruel. So you know the ones where you've got like the darts where you're throwing them at balloons or you got the shooting thing. Everything is gonna be around shooting innocence. And you know, you know whether that's you know I'll let you I'll let you paint your own picture on what that means, but it's cruel AF. And um, and then we're gonna be doing some deadlifting of Majolner. I'm not gonna do very well, but she will fucking kill it <laughs> at that shit. And then we're gonna have some racing vampires on dirt bikes to close out the night on the beach because you know that's just a cool fucking thing to do. You know, um, I've got no smooth moves that I can do with her because if I try any quote unquote smooth moves. She will fucking destroy me because she's hella, right? So I've got to impress her by showing her how evil and despicable I am. And I think this date really, you know, showcases that. Martin, what do you think? Um, well, I want to give you props because when you were going through date one and then I guess before like day two I was like where's all the conquering like she's a conqueror whereas and I give you props for that pillaging a village that's something that's right up Hella's alley my one qualm with it is do you have a lot of it like if Mike's in a cop do you have a lot of experience pillaging because she does I worry about you in that pillaging role that's that's the one thing um and my other small one um the carnival games, um, they are rigged to lose, and I just feel that if Hella loses them, she's just gonna bury the whole Santa Cruz carnival. She's just gonna go ape shit on everybody, and that's my one thing. But I like the, I like your date ideas. I like that you visit different realms. I like how you use a lot of things regarding the MCU and Thor, like the Bifrost to get around, which is a great tool, and it can get you there. It's it's a good way to do that, and I I, I really liked that date and you were right it was it's way better than michael's <laughs> so good job <laughs> fuck somebody else stole my comment because i was gonna be like i agree with i agree with you rob uh it is better than mine um i think i'm i what i missed was i took a character and i didn't include enough things that vivian enjoys like i didn't take her shopping I didn't take her in a Ferrari. Like I should have I, I really I'm I'm jealous of both of your attempt to woo her in a way that is about them as opposed to, yeah, look, yeah. you know, I was just trying to be like, yeah. 
fucking the shit. You looked up, you looked up a list on the internet. That's what happened. Yeah, you looked up a list on the internet. You're like, this is what I'm going to do on my date. I don't know if she likes it or not, but this is what we're doing. How could you not like it? But yeah. this was awesome in all these other rom-coms. Yeah. How could it for me? Yeah. No, and, and you need the story from all the other five rom-coms for it to work. But, like, um, the one thing... I'm kind of with Martin on this too. Um, the, you know, you want to be yourself and I know you pretty well. So if it's you taking out Hella, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Like have we all seen the lobster where Colin Farrell fakes being evil. And then when they go and kill his brother, who's been turned into a dog, he like, he has to out himself because he's not as evil as the woman he's trying to be like. That's my only thing is that that might've that like your fear of smooth moves is also a fear of if she really finds out that you're just a great guy, then you're fucked. Um, I you're so goddamn to... likable, Rob. Yeah. So I, I, could, I could kill a man with my bare hands. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? <laughs> no, no, this is not the time or the place or even where you'd start with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, I have. On a podcast, I've killed people. <laughs> Uh, Colin, what do you what do you think of uh, some time with Hella? I I like that you were going in extremely in assertive, and I think um, I think I realize like I think it sounds like a great series of dates. I think it's I could have applied much of that to my college days, <laughs> um, where I was very unsuccessful at dating. Um, I like that you. Uh, um, I like that you, you brought up as guardian wolf pups. I think I'll give you, give you points for that. Just that won me over by itself. And um, I was just going to say that if you're looking for um, lamb, you might want to check out DeLuca's. <laughs> I love how you deliver that with the straight face, Colin. That's the best. DeLuca's. <laughs> it's not. I think it's it's more like prepared. Like they have veal too, but <laughs> it's up to you. They, they have an accoutrement of baby animals for sale. Yes, oh. that's on their website, I think. Jesus Christ! I hope someone from Delucas is listening. <laughs> oh man, we, I, we this is the most we've ever chopped Delucas in one podcast. Like, like I was just trying to trying to be like shout out to Delucas without shouting it out. Now it's like Delucas is brought to you by the Real Debaters. Yeah, <laughs> not the way around. Whether they know it or not, whether they know it or not, that's what it is now. Exactly. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go there to look at espresso machines and try to do like a uh, a remote podcast there, and they're gonna be like, "What are you guys doing? Shh, don't worry about it. We're plugging your restaurant. We're plugging your plugging your store." All right, Rob, you get final say, buddy. Um, I, I think I already made the uh, the comment. I mean, obviously, I feel that I am evil enough to go to a I can't even say that straight face. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just wanted to choose something that was completely out of the box, and it wasn't going to be cliche. And ah. and and not from a list. Pardon? Not from a list. Yeah, I didn't want to have to Google some shit, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I think the, I think, I think to your point, I whether I'm evil enough to actually do all these things, probably not. Um, I feel like I've seen enough movies though, and I've read enough fantasy and read enough comic books 
that my pillaging skills would be on par. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's all. <laughs> Fair enough. Alex says, and now to our special guest, Colin Lockheed, uh, you get to close us out and convince us that you're better than Rob's because I'm torn between the two, but I'm leaning to more towards Rob's right now. Martin, where are you at? Where do you feel calibrated at for your uh, for your vote? You don't feel like you want to let it go yet. Well, there's there's no there's no there's no there's only two choices so far, so I okay. know which choice I'm not making. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 I'm awesome, not awesome. <laughs> All right, Colin, buddy, you have the floor. Tell us uh, who you want to take out on a weekend getaway. I was actually, I was gonna just say because Martin was talking about like the failed pitch thing, and I was just gonna say that like my first pitch was gonna be Sarah Connor date, and then I was just gonna keep doing like this reverse hitch thing, where I would show her what her future was gonna look like and just visit all of the Terminator movies. It was going to be a total cop out, really. <laughs> and then I started thinking about like you know, then you've got your time paradoxes, and you'd probably be eventually killed by a Terminator, and and you know she's super into exercise by 1991. You know, like she's doing chin ups on overturned beds, and you know, I, I it's just it's all a little too intense, right? So, so I thought I'm gonna date. A tornado hunter. <laughs> now, before I get into this, I'm going to just say that I actually have a little bit of tornado hunting experience. Back in, um, I think it was 2013, I took this extreme weather course at U of M, and it actually concluded with uh, a tornado chase. and And we got to spend a few days traveling around um, in the states, trying to find inclement weather. So we. You know, we learned about how tornadoes form and how to how to find them and how to do it safely. All of all of which I'd long forgotten. Um, but anyway, with that little ice pellet of confidence, I thought I could win the heart of Dr. Joe Harding from Twister, who was played by Helen Hunt, who I had a bit of a crush on. So you know, she's smart and she seems fun and her. Her hair always looks great in the most extreme wind, which she just refuses to tie up. Um, so our date would start with scrunchy shopping. Um, no, that's not true. So, but, okay, so I have to look at this like it's before the events of Twister, okay? So, because once once Bill Paxton's on the scene, it's like, it's game over, man, it's game over. So... <laughs> So here's here's what's great about this is that you can actually like introduce yourself by talking about the weather. It's the biggest bullshit opening you could ever wish for. So so let's say it's late Friday and I guess like she'd be at her research facility and I guess I I guess I'm working there or something as a vending machine assistant or something. I would um, I'd wear my best khakis to impress her. And I talk, I intro a little bit by talking about this storm chasing class that I took. Um, like not, not boastfully like that asshole Dr. Jonas, but I'd have to be confident. So I was thinking I'd talk about the unpredictability of storm development and try to relate it to chaos theory like Ian Malcolm did in Jurassic Park. 
with the water droplets. Uh, but I'd, I'd be using Sprite, which I stole from the vending machine. Um, so I'd ask her out. I'd be like, this is an area of low pressure, but would you go out on a date with me this weekend? <laughs> I realize I'm an F1 and you're a total F5. And then I'd choke on my words because I was scared. And then I'd say, but I guarantee this date will not enter the suck zone. <laughs> and, and then I guess she agrees to it because we have to get into Saturday. So, so on Saturday, I would pick her up at her house and I'd tell her that we were going storm chasing. And so I was, I'd tell her in order to do that, to get the ideal conditions for a tornado, we, would, we obviously need a warm front. We need a cold front and an updraft. So... I figured we'd start with the cold front first and we'd go to um, maybe Puxtawani where we'd go to that diner in Groundhog Day because storm chasers like shitty food. And, um, and I figured she'd enjoy the weather history behind the town. Right. And then, and then after that, we do the warm front, which would be a beach. Um, like I was thinking like, maybe the one well i was thinking maybe at first the one in castaway because it's got it has the storm developments but i then i was thinking maybe like the one in forgetting sarah marshall so we could go um we could go surfing uh i, I thought surfing would be the way to go because you know she likes adventure and then this way we could rent bodysuits and she wouldn't have to see me shirtless <laughs> uh, so then the updraft part of it um, I thought skydiving because you'll, you know, you feel an updraft on your face or whatever. I don't know. I haven't, I don't know how I describe that. But anyway, we, I thought we'd rent from the same outfit that the uh, presidential bandits used in Point, uh, point Break, <laughs> except our free fall would be like less threatening and far less sexy. And I, and I don't know if I'd actually be able to to jump, but I'm you know, I'm going to force myself to do it right to impress her because, you know, she likes danger and I'm trying to be the other extreme, you know, the new Bill Paxton motherfucker. Um, so, so that Saturday night and I thought for dinner, I, I was just hoping that she'd invite me to over her aunt's house, like in Twister, because I'm obviously broke after renting the plane and, I would encourage her to invite her storm chasing friends because I think it's going to be important for her to see um, that I'm trying to get to know her circle. Right. But that would only be on the condition that she invited Philip Seymour Hoffman. And, and then I'd ask if we could meet again tomorrow on Sunday to try the chase out. Um, so now it's Sunday and I'm confident that there's going to be tornado action. I checked my app. And, uh, and I thought we had some fun beforehand. So, so I'm, I'm referencing, I don't know if anybody's seen this, but it's a comedy from 1981 and it's called take this job and shove it. And it's the first appearance of the, the monster truck Bigfoot. So I was, I would say something like, Hey, I found this new storm chasing truck. I wanted you to see, you want to, you want to give her a try? Want to give her? And, uh, so we would go on this fun ride. Now, like the Bigfoot, to be fair, has appeared in far better movies, at least two Police Academy movies. 
And, but the reason that I chose take this job and shove it is because the whole movie is about this guy who's trying to save some breweries. So I thought we could get aluminum cans from these breweries to use for the sensor thingies to put into Dorothy, that tornado study machine that they put into the back. So, you know, this, this is all occurring pre-Twister, of course, so she'd be completely amazed at this suggestion because it's the first time she's ever heard about mm-hmm. using cans for this thing. So I, I beat that asshole Bill Paxton to the punch. <laughs> so, so you better believe she's going to sign those divorce papers. Um, and then we get into the storm chase. So at this point, I would just insert us into any action sequence from Sharknado 1 through 6. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter which one, because as soon as, uh, as soon as Joe saw those sharks, you know, she's going to be very excited and, and passionate. Oh, so passionate. And um, I don't know if I could just if if I could just have a chance to chainsaw one of those while they were flying over or whatever. It's it's game over, man. It's game over. So uh, yeah, fade out on Joe and myself making out as this giant shark goes right through Bill Paxton's windshield. I guess I just realized how much I miss Bill Paxton and like everything. Right. God. By the way. When I was on that storm chase, um, my instructor, who was a meteorologist, like they played Twister in the vehicle that I was in while we were traveling around in the States. And I guess it's like, it's a cult favorite with that crowd because they think it's just the biggest joke. <laughs> like they, they say the science doesn't make any sense and there's all sorts of inconsistencies with everything. Anyway, sorry, I digress. That's my date idea. All right. They were, wa- they were playing Twister the game. Yeah, that's what I thought. In the van while you're driving. Oh, no. <laughs> different thing. That'd be awesome. Red, right foot green. <laughs> Hell of an icebreaker. Uh, all right. Uh, Rob, you go first. Um, I have to say your smooth move lines were fucking on points. <laughs> um. I'm an F1 and you're an F5 and I I can guarantee that this date won't go into the suck zone like uh, like you're like, like the cheesy meteorological play on words was pretty awesome. Um I like how you kind of like had the start of a porno movie at the beginning where you're like at the research lab, I'm the vending machine technician in my tight khakis and you know, but uh um I mean, other than the fact that you obviously have a fucking magic carpet because you guys are going from fucking Tornado Alley in the Midwest to fucking Pennsylvania for fucking breakfast. Wait, wait. Did I mention that Mike lent me his DeLorean? I was <laughs> that. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> I did like the fact that uh, the, shark, the sharks, Nados, kill Bill Paxton at the end. Um, that was cool. Um, I didn't really understand you chainsawing the the. Well, the... I just I just thought that was cool when Ian Ziering did it. I've never seen the movies. Yeah, he uh, maybe I need to. He chainsaws a lot of sharks, and I just thought that maybe oh, cool. you know Joe would think it was cool. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I would I would think you're a hunk if you did that in front of me. That's awesome. I've never used a chainsaw, so I know it's unrealistic. <laughs> um, 
I, I'm, I'm assuming a chainsaw can do a lot of damage to meat. So. Yeah, makes sense. And, yeah. Chainsaw a lot of things playing Doom. So I assume that it's probably similar. I think the chainsawing of sharks could be applicable to your date, Rob, very easily. I, I totally agree. It just I'm uh, I'm very against shark fin soup, so I feel like there yeah. I would have a moral dilemma with that one. But these are evil sharks. Even even so, I I only kill innocents and um <laughs> and baby animals. Okay. <laughs> villages of uh, dwarfs on uh, on on from other realms. <laughs> it's 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 not murder if it's in another realm. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, Martin, you go. It's outside their jurisdiction, bro. <laughs> That's not a Midgard's jurisdiction. Suck it. Um, I really liked the joke when you said, we're going to go scrunchie shopping, and then you said, no, that's not true. I wish you said it. I thought you should have opened with that. That would have been the first thing that I would have thought, too, because her hair's blowing throughout the entire movie. How does that not... Like, when I have... Lo- I don't have that long hair, but when I do grow it out, it gets in my eyes all the time, and I sometimes have to tie it up. I... But then you you brought it back with like Rob said your smooth move lines and that that was great I thought that made me laugh. Um, where you lost me though is in the middle of the date. Um, it felt kind of there there could have been something more with than just you know um, dinner at the grandparents' place. What I would have liked to see is like did you consider Deluca's as a place for oh there it is catering the dinner catering or something yes! you know Deluca's yes! see. Maybe they could cater the dinner. You could get some, you know, lamb. Just, just to be clear, though, that was like, we're talking, this is like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. They're closed. <laughs> you could pre-order, though, right? And, and pre-order oh, the balsamic vinegar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-order. So, right. but yeah, that, that's where I was, of- yeah. I thought you were going to go there. I'm like, oh, there's going to be a dinner. Like, is he going to mention to Lucas? Is he going to mention to Lucas? But he didn't. That's right. the one part. But then you brought it back with the Sharknado references, which I love, too, as well, with the chainsaw was funny. I love that stuff. And and you and I love the hate for Bill Paxton throughout the whole movie. <laughs> just like, yeah, and a tornado shark goes through his windshield, which is awesome. Like, I love that whole hate throughout the whole thing. Bill Paxton's the most undeserving of anything like that. He's he was just so great. He was. But, good but job. I'm anything against him, right? So I I had to be mean. Yeah. No, I liked it. Good job. I'm I'm just gonna be a mouthpiece for what these two have said because I agree with with everything. The only thing. Uh, that wasn't brought up yet was the use of Sprite as Ian Malcolm's smooth move from Jurassic Park. Your genre blending there, I thought that was that was that makes I have a I have a Ian Malcolm Funko Pop, so I <clears throat> you immediately had me there. Um, the the aluminum cans to make Dorothy the uh, the the dream of hers that like using using all of the canon, but you're the hero with the cannon is such a great idea because what does she need the movie to happen now that you've brought everything to her, including a life without Bill Paxton. Um, Damn it, Martin. I was going to bring up my own DeLucas, but now I got nothing. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's that Uh, one final save for you, Colin, or are you, do you feel confident in what you've presented? Um, I, I, I never really feel confident when talking about dating. So <laughs> I don't know if, uh, if that will ever, ever be the case, but I guess I have nothing left to say. Well, that's fine because we're at that lovely moment where the last debate has taken place. 
let's for just posterity's sake say that everybody must vote today in the chat room of the Zoom app, not the chat room that we've all been talking in. I forget to clarify that. That's my bad. So um, in the Zoom chat room is where you're going to place your vote. Um, if this is your first time listening, this is basically where we all go over what we've presented to the group and figure out what the best version of the debate is. Um, I still have yet to figure out the perfect music for this part. Like there's some, there's got to be some really fun trivia music out there that we can play, but one day I'll trip over it. Jeopardy. Yeah. I've, the, the, the sound effect for like the ending thing is as much as I feel okay taking from Jeopardy because the music is music is music, but, uh, that's a smart idea. We'll figure something out like that. Why don't you just do ta-da and then well, I've got, I've got this. Right? Drum roll. Yeah. Drum roll it. Drum roll it. So we've got, we've got that for now. Um, I think I deserve one of these it hasn't been handed out yet but after having heard the three of you a fucking raspberry for your fucking date yeah no. <laughs> yeah. a razzy yeah a razzy but here's here's today's razzy noise what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought everyone <laughs> in this room is now dumber for having listened to it i came up with that as the Razzie, I shall give myself the Razzie because it's fucking. We're gonna pick from a list, anyways. Uh, I feel voting's like... a lot more difficult. Sorry, I just want to say voting's gonna be. A... It's it's harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what, Mike? I have to say one thing though. I feel like you did put at least seventeen minutes into your preparation for this, so I really appreciate those seventeen minutes. Again. Thanks, guys. No, yeah, I I uh, I'm not gonna come up with excuses because uh, you know if you're not first, you're last. Cool. <laughs> so Never anybody with two first names yeah <laughs> boy ricky ricky b ricky b ricky b coming back from last week's last the last debate um so um everybody good everybody confident they're ready to vote my person in here i gotta type my name i'm gonna type mine in here okay. too okay um okay on uh let me let me get everything I just on, want to say the vote was close, very, very close. On nine, is that is that what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna hit enter on nine. Uh, no, I'll do the I'll do the drum roll again, and then as soon as the drum roll hits the thing, that's when uh, when it hits the snare, we'll we'll go in. So on uh, three, two, one. Oh wow! It's unanimous across the board. Colin, you win. What? <laughs> I'm not surprised that that was going to happen because I know how much care he puts into the humor that he makes. So there's there was I was like, there's no way he's coming in not wanting to win this. Um, so, Colin, thank you. Thank you very much for your offerings. Uh, I voted for you just because yeah. of your mustache. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because everybody likes a good mustache ride. <laughs> Martin, I thought that's what you meant when you said magic carpet ride. <laughs> I voted. I voted for a couple reasons. One, one because you you made Deluca's a running theme, and I fucking love that. That was that was the best part of it. Um, two, uh, you just really stitched it all together and made it from movie, from not movie, charming, cheesy as fuck. Like something that I tried to do and clearly uh, failed and dropped the ball at. So that was. That was you were able to Google that. Yeah, you couldn't Google. That was that was a natural organic thought. That wasn't that wasn't something you could you could find on the I was 
I was kind of scared at first because like when you started yours and everything was so realistic, I'm like, oh my God, I'm fucked. Because I just <laughs> plunking myself into fictional situations. But then by the time um, we were talking about the slaughtering of dwarves, I felt a little bit better. <laughs> I, uh, my second was Martin just because of like you're, you, he, Colin made a story, but you take such care at creating, like curating something. Like you're very, you're very precise in that. I love the, the, uh, the ode to Al Pacino and the tango and shit. That's a real good, that's a good throw in. Cause that's fucking the opening, opening sound effect to the show is you can't handle the truth from Jack Nicholson. And then you're out of order from, from son of a woman. Yeah, no. Rob, you had me. I just like it, it was just it's not a date. It's 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 torture porn. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it has to be with her. Like, you have to look at the context of it of who I'm trying to impress. Oh, I know, I know. And that's what that's what the goddess of death. She's the executioner of Asgard. <laughs> it was close, Rob. Your vote and Colin are very bunny. We're not going bunny petting. I guess I could have I could have put a, like a like of of an of mice and men thing in there where like you know Lenny's breaking the rabbit's head next. Pet the pet the rabbit, George. <laughs> pet the rabbit. Oh shit. Um, well, that's that's the uh, that's the show. Let's let's end this. Who did who's who's gonna? Care? I'm an F one. You're an F five. And this date, I guarantee, you won't go to the suck zone. <laughs> that is one hundred percent. A fucking poll quote that you were that's exactly what you're getting on that's got to be the simple i think rob also nailed what i sound like this ain't going to the suck zone (laughs) (laughs) i I assume that you're kind of gonna have like this southern draw midwestern kind of thing going on (laughs) also it's important to note that i look like ian malcolm and i'm showing a lot of chest i thought when you were gonna ask her out like with ian malcolm with a sprite you would have like Five buttons unbuttoned on your shirt, and then your khaki and, pants hiked way up. And, on that would have been awesome. Do your khakis apparently I don't be shirtless? So there's you're a not, lot. You're still wearing a shirt. You're still wearing a shirt, just unbuttoned. Yeah, that's true. He's shown so much cleave in that. It's amazing. That's. I mean, the sexiest photo of Ian Malcolm comes from Jurassic Park. I think. I think we can Jeff all. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Ian Malcolm. Well, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. It depends on who you who you look at him from. Um, he was pretty credited in the fly though. Movie that uh, Joel, Jeff Goldblum has ever been though. Sorry. I what? like. I like almost naked Jeff Goldblum from the fly. Yeah, he was super shredded in that. Like just stacked. Yeah, yeah man. Like, he's pulling teeth out. Like there's yeah. nothing sexier than pulling teeth out of your mouth. How he eats donuts, how he eats them, and then he has to puke them back up with that acid. Vested again. Uh, those are those. That's I fucking I think a fly remake should be done. What do you guys think? Mm. No. Who are they gonna cast? Remake. Are they gonna cast Adam Driver? <laughs> Adam Driver would be a good in, in a third rendition of it. But don't forget, like the fly, like Lynch. I would do a sequel, not a remake. Already remake. A yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic horror from what the forties or the fifties or something. I think, yeah, yeah. Have uh, you ever seen the fifties movie? It's so bad with like the fly body and the guy's head. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've seen it in like a montage of like cinema over the years. That's one of the shots they use to show how bad 
facial making was back in the day. Um, yeah. Well, good show. This is always a weird part. There's got to be some way to transition out of this shit. I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to you, Colin. You work in radio. Um, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another Real Debaters production. Uh, you can find all things related to us at therealdebaters.ca. Uh, you can email the show, you can buy merch, you can uh, donate to the show if you want. We'll put it back into production costs and make this as good as possible for you. Um, there's the cast bios that are there of all of that. Us. Basically, realdebaters.ca is the central one-stop shop for all things us. Uh, we have nothing coming up until we're allowed to get together. So, um, soon. I feel it's going to be soon. You think it's going to be soon? Mm-hmm. I hope it's going to be soon. I think by end of March. Okay. All right. We'll put that up on the wall. I'll put a we'll put a date marker around that and see where we're at March, end of March. Uh, Martin, do you have anything coming up out there yet? Or are you allowed to do shit? No, we're not. I think our next thing is March. We're going to take a visit again in March to see if the events are back up. So nothing going on yet. Colin, do you have a YouTube channel up yet for your stuff? Uh, I do have a YouTube channel which I neglect, uh, quite a bit. So <laughs> never. Never look at it. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Do you have a blog where you write one-liners on how to pick up meteorologists? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Colin, thank you so much for... Did you have a good time? That's all we really care I about. did. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I think you guys are very well-versed at, at what you're talking about, so I felt a lot of pressure coming in here, but you were very hospitable, and I thank you. Good. That's that's all that matters. That and that I always make a fucking fool out of myself. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for listening again. Uh, I have been Michael Petro. This is going to be fun. This is how we do it. Who's in Vancouver? I have been Martin Navarro, played by Ricky Bobby. Uh, and uh, Wolseley, who's up out there? Uh, this is Rob DeLuca Strachan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Watch all the movies. Bye-bye. I think I need